So would you like to hear some of my different voice presets? Um, okay, so I can say, okay. hello. Do we need to play the, the intro first? No, 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 no. No, because no, this is a cold okay, open. Cold open. Oh, okay. Jesus. Jesus Christ. So this is Broadcaster 1. This is Broadcaster 2. This one is called Classic Radio Voice. This one is called FM Station. This one is High Voice Loud. And this one is High Voice Soft. I have a question. This, yeah? Are any of these discernibly different in any way? Yes. I, I don't know. I haven't listened to any of them. Yes. Oh, are. okay. You're not... But no, you're you're flicking through and then you're... Yes. Yeah. Okay. This one is AM radio. Oh, yeah. That's Indeed different. Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also bad. What about crisp and modern? Uh, it's neither of those things, yes. but okay. Every, sort of... Everybody likes warm and vintage, though, don't they? I My... can't tell any difference between more really. vintage and crisp and modern. It just kind of sounds muffled. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll go back to Broadcaster 1, and uh, you can download more off the internet as well. I That's did exciting, like AM radio. That was my favourite. Um, I wonder if... Is there like a wartime uh, Churchill one that you can download? Yeah, I was hoping nice, like, you know, Thanos or... Um, I don't yeah. know. Sort of. Isn't a section for novelty, which is weird. Oh. You would think sort of that would Mr. be the style. Yeah. Oh, what about this one? Is this one any good over? That was just you. I got a really good new wicked microphone and shit. Yeah. Ah, oh, well let's start episode two oh one then. Yes. We added Dave from Birmingham to a giant flaming bin. But he escaped before he died and started listening. We plugged our microphones into the internet. And said loads of really dumb shit we regret. Oh, you just talk over it and everyone will hear us talking over it. It will sound really shit. Yeah, rubbish. Sound like idiots. The good news is it's on a separate audio track, so you can just edit out the dickheads talking over it. Not yeah, going to. Would you? Yeah, no, no, it's my turn to edit, so I think you know perfectly well how much editing is actually going to happen. Hmm. Not enough, I would I would wager. Mm. So this is our first post two hundred episode. Yes. It's season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. Each uh, each season is two hundred episodes long. <laughs> We're confident. We've been renewed. Yep. Starting um, for another 200 episodes. And I think we're going to have to get cracking because I, we are chock a block with content. I've got no less than three things to talk about. I, I think I had content, but I've since forgotten it. Well, it's really annoying when that happens. I feel it? like I need to write a diary like Samuel Pepys so I can remember what's what's happened. Or just like a, a Google Keep document where you write down things that you might want to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Like if we had a Google Doc that we could all write stuff in. <laughs> good, doesn't okay. it? Or, um, or Buckland no. Fuller, who updated his diary every 15 minutes for years and years. Did it help? Well, have well, you ever heard of Buckland Fuller? <sighs> Oh, is it Buckminster Fuller? Buckminster Fuller. Buckminster Fuller. Buckminster Fuller. I've never heard of either. He was the man who coined the phrase spaceship Earth. 
I don't know that phrase either. Mm. You must know Buckminster Fuller. Either. Nope. Sounds good, though. No, not really. Oh. Okay, well, I'm glad I don't know about them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so which of my contents would you like first? One, number two, two number or... Two. Number two. Okay, number two. Wow. <laughs> you've gone, number two. You've gone straight in for the script. So, Do you know the funny thing? Ah, is I, I didn't realise how funny saying number two was until I started saying it. And then I realised... Quite funny, isn't two. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if uh, if you gentlemen would like to check your Google Hangouts, and so um, some context for this. Um... Oh, I need access. Access denied. Yeah. Uh, I request access. I assume because I copied a link, it would just give people with that link access. Not unless you've said please give people with this link access to the document. Well, that was the option that was selected, so I thought that's what it would do. But I have sent not. a request. Okay, well, I'll just wait for Google Docs to finish turning itself inside out. So I'll just give you some context for why this is happening and why it is therefore not problematic, despite all the evidence that's about to be put into your ears. Is it because Um, we are in the darkest timeline, 2020 is the worst and there is no God? Well, this is certainly a symptom of it, yes. So did you see last year it went round this... um, viral video of somebody had made a sort of gritty, dramatic interpretation of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I did not. Um, no, not a gritty, dramatic interpretation of Power Rangers. That was actually pretty good. Okay. Well, maybe that you could write a script for that next week, because I've done this for Bel-Air. So, and they call it Bel-Air, obviously, because that's, that's the trend now. Yeah. Um, when you say fair, you've written it, have you actually written it, or have somebody else written it and you've copied and pasted no, I've written a script. You've for written a it. script. That's why it's going to be hugely well, problematic. Right. Yes. Okay. So a man made a short film, um, and it was very well made. And he, um, I, I recommend checking it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Except Dan's doing it, so we won't. Um, but <laughs> it's it Stop looks it looks it. it's quite interesting. It's a good concept, and it is and it is well made. And Will Smith saw it, and he said, "This is brilliant. We have to get this made." And then somebody at a television channel who has the authority to do so said yeah all right we'll do that and so they've given the man who made the short film um a big contract to make it into an actual series which i think is maybe more than is strictly necessary like i could i could see maybe like uh maybe like a a, an hour-long episode or maybe like Mm. a, a you know six episode mini series one and done kind of thing but i feel like Anything yeah. more than that is probably pushing it. It's maybe excessive. So anyway, so this thing is going to be made, and I figured what better time to launch my foray into uh, script writing than right now. So if you check that document again, you should find it is now accessible. Mm-hmm. And I will okay. uh, dish out some parts. So I will play um, the character friend. of William, who is an urban man. And that's in red. Who would like... um, I think I would like uh, Adam, you to be Uncle Philip, who is a rotund barrister. Okay. I thought that was was, a part just made for Dan. (laughs) No, because Daniel is going to be... Jeffrey. Jeffrey, who is a modern slave. The thing is, I feel like I could have fit perfectly 
either Philip, Jeffrey, or Carlton. <laughs> yeah, I think you would fit into any of those roles. Yeah. Um, and you, so, you are the most urban of all of us. So that's, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, so I could, maybe, I could all maybe he should do all of them. Well, maybe if you'd like to report of Dan's accents. Maybe if you'd like to re-record it as a solo project throughout <laughs> through the week and then put that on after as the after credits thing. That that that's that's yeah, your choice. Like. Literally can't stop you doing it. Um, so I, accents, that you, uh, I think broadly all American. I'll let you make your own creative choices. But Daniel playing Jeffrey, I am going to have to insist it is very deep south, uh, and <laughs> the reason why will become apparent. Okay. Um, so so then Chris, you play Carlton, who is a simple boy, simple and boy. because it's quite a small part, I've also given you the uh, narrator duties. Right. So Adam, if you could play the theme tune, can we can we workshop what what these characters might sound like? Just a little bit of practice. No, I'll I'll just let you improvise and don't fuck up. Wow. All right, I'm I'm nervous. I mean, I'm not going to fuck up. I'm going to be deliberately bad, but I think I've got a funny way of doing that. It's a fine line between two. It really is going to have to be very very deep south. Oh yeah, you you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we hey, just go so for it then? DJ, kick it. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, my mother was killed when a couple of guys who were up to no good stopped shooting up my neighborhood. A stray bullet severed her femoral artery and she died in my arms. The bullet wasn't meant for her, it was meant for me. I fled to live with my auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Although it's prissy bourgeois and all that, it's just the type of place for this cool cat to lay low. And thus, I sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. Scene one, internal, a kitchen in a large house. Jeffrey, you piece of shit. Oh, please, Master Philip, don't beat me again. Deep south of England. Cornwall <laughs> is the southest part of England. Oh. I don't think you're giving my script the, the uh, respect it deserves. I think I'm giving it exactly the respect it deserves. I think some of the lines you're going to see really do need to be spoken in the in the Deep South. I think cotton fields, I but am, in a uh, less problematic way. I'm going to... Don't beat me again. Oh, hang, on, hang on, what was that? <laughs> was okay, Chris. Antipodean. I mean, I, I, I think we could we could set this in Bristol. I'd be happy with that. No, it's set in Bel Air. It's meant do. to be in Bel Air. That's the so how... yeah, the Bel Air the Bel Air region of Bristol. There's there's yeah. a Bel Air in Dartmoor. Right, cue Uncle Philip. Jeffrey, you piece of shit. Um. Oh please, Master Philip, don't beat me again. Daniel, would you like some coaching? <laughs> Uh, yes, actually. Do it something like, oh, please, Master Philip, don't beat me again. Like that. Great. That's basically doing a racism. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's broadly how this is going to play out. Oh. But it's it's, it's funnier if the... Oh. It's not meant to be funny. It's meant to be serious and dramatic. That's the whole point. It's a dramatic interpretation of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm. Hey, Uncle Philip. I wouldn't have to beat you if you just followed damn instructions, you goddamn asshole! 
Ah, please, Master Philip, if you'd just release me, I'd be happy to stay and work for your family as a paid servant. I just can't spend another night chained to the radiator. I'm having flashbacks of all all kind of scripts we've tried to do with Dan before. Yes. Okay, I'm going to insist on a different accent for every line then. I don't think you'll get that without insisting on it. (laughs) Okay, yeah. A different accent for every word, frankly. Oh, look, take this seriously. This is dramatic and beautiful. I mean, uh, I've not seen page three, so is it? Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it gets really emotional, and I've put in quite a lot of heft. Okay. Jeffrey, you son of a bitch. My family has owned slaves for generations. I'm not relinquishing that inalienable right now, because slavery was abolished in 1865. I bought you, and you will do my bidding. But Master Philippe... <laughs> Enough, now get! Oui, Master Philippe. I'm sorry, Master Philippe. <laughs> oh, I coloured that he, in red, but he, that should be you. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. He leaves... William enters. Hey, Uncle Philip. Don't Uncle Philip me, you little punk. Have you seen that goddamn asshole Carlton? Last time I saw him, he was in the pool house, looking vacantly out of a window. Then go and get him. He failed the drugs test. I will make dependents take monthly. So I'm going to teach his punk house a lesson he won't soon forget. No, Uncle Philip. Carlton's straight. He don't do drugs. Then how do you explain this? He holds up a sheet of paper. Dun, oh. dun, dun. Oh, man, No. Oh, man, no, is right, William. I told him he was on his last warning. If he got into any more trouble, I'll beat his ass and physically throw him out the front door, which might look funny, but it'll damn sure a shit arrest result in bodily injury. Go and get his bitch ass so I can beat the shit out of him. William exits. We follow him out to... Scene two, external. The side of the family pool. Oh, man, this ain't good. Oh, no, Master William. I'm sorry, what did I do now that's not good? Hey, geez, nothing, man. You haven't done me no harm, dog. It's Carlton, man. I made him fail a drugs test. Ah, oh, no, Master William. What happened? I hid some crystal meth in his locker, and he must have accidentally took it, thinking it was his Ritalin. Uncle <laughs> Philip's going to tear him a new A-pipe. Ah, Master William, this is awful. I've been on the wrong side of Mr. Philip's temper more times than I care to remember. He's got a frightful mean punch and no mistake. What are you going to do? What can I do, G? The tests don't lie, and now that I know the truth, it explains all of Carton's odd behaviour. Like what, Master William? Like that fucked up dancing he does. I just assumed it was his epilepsy, but it must be because he's whizzing his tits off the whole time. Oh, Lordy, Master William, what a fine pickle you got him in. Word. And when Uncle Philip gets a hold of him, he's going to straight up kill him, dog. You know how he be. He's so mad at everything now that Aunt Viv's in rehab. Ah, it is a fine dilemma, Master William. Damn it, I was going for German. Well, I don't think you were <laughs> achieving anything you were going for no, at any point. Was it not <laughs> Scottish at the start? Well, no, it was supposed to be German, and I, I just couldn't remember how to get into German. Um, fuck. Uh, I can't even figure out how to do... Um, I'm really hoping you were going to go full... Oh, Lord, for that. I, I've put a lot of thought into that line, and you're just pissing all over my hard work. I do enjoy doing... I mostly enjoy shitting all over your hard work. Yeah. Um, Constipated. Um, All right, I'll do a tiny bit of something. It's a fine dilemma, Mr. William, and I think... I think I, too, may soon be on the receiving end of another major beating. Hillary caught me sniffing her underwear when I was doing the family's laundry, and she's going to tell her pappy. Shit, gee, I told you that shit is nasty. Oh, but Master William, I'm a simple man with simple pleasures, and I get so lonely in my basement room. Just feel the touch of Miss Hillary... 
Or even Miss Ashley. Dog, she's just 15 years old, man. What is with you? Oh, dang it, Master William. I think I got done me a damn death wish. I ain't seen the sun in months, and all I do is pray to God that it don't exist for a rescue that ain't coming. My frail body cannot take one more beating from Master Philippe. If I can just push him far enough, maybe he end this damn misery for me. Shit, G, it that bad? Fucking hell, how many lines have I got? <laughs> <laughs> it is that bad, Master William. It is that damn bad. Okay, man, I'm gonna bust you out of here. I gotta say, the whole idea of having an enslaved butler never sat right with me, but I was chilling out and maxing too hard to realize that I had to end your suffering. I'll get you out tonight. So, oh, um, bless you, Master William. Look out, someone's coming. I'll get back to Miss L. Um, this doesn't happen often in the in the theatre, but um, but my Gemma has just come home and needs to use the kitchen for cooking purposes. Okay, uh, right. so I'm going to yeah yeah yeah. Okay. I'm momentarily going to relocate to um, the other room. So okay. we need a quick scene transition while Chris yeah. moves. Yeah, have some transition well, music. This just be the inter- intermission. Yeah, <laughs> get the intermission. Have some maybe. dramatic tension. Oh, you're too slow on your soundboard, Adam. Well, I didn't have it prepped, did I? <laughs> right. And and also, at this point, I'd say, Graeme, it's not too late to choose to recast Jeffrey. Well, <laughs> because I'm, Jeffrey... An, you know, an, I'm an aspiring understudy, and I think yeah. I could have done a better job. I mean, I'm going to... Jeffrey only has one line left, which should be uh... the best line of the entire thing, and Dan's going to butcher it. Right. I've, I've relocated. That's accent I attempted. Okay, do you want to do that last line again, Geoffrey? We all know he doesn't. Mm. Oh, God bless you, Master William. Look out, someone's coming. I'll get back to my cell. He leaves and Carlton enters. Oh, hey, William. What the fuck are you doing? Carlton, man, you need to get out of here. Not so loud, William. My head is killing me. Yeah, man, it's killing you because you coming down off a huge-ass dose of the purest crystal meth that I ever seen. Crystal meth? What the hell you saying, foo? Man, I've been dealing that shit at school, and I hid it in your locker so the crips don't find out I was creeping on they turf. I think you took it by mistake, dog. What the hell, William? Is this why I can't remember the last two weeks? Yeah, dog, and it probably explains why I seen you giving oral pleasure to hobos downtown last weekend. Shit, William, I can't have this. I'm already this close to being thrown out of school for being on the surface of a good attentive student but behind it all actually quite stupid man it's worse than that too Carlton oh here goes dead Carlton you little piece of shit I'm gonna whoop your damn ass but dead I can explain before he can explain Uncle Philip administers a savage beating as this is a gritty reboot Carlton feels every impact and every bone crack. Ow! Dad! <laughs> please! You've come quite a robot, Chris. <laughs> it's another one to me, Stray. 
You goddamn rat bastard. You punk kid's been bleeding me dry my whole life. Vivian's off to face an... Off her face on Oxy's half the time. Hillary's working as an escort. Ashy looks innocent, but goddamn, you know she's the Lolita type. And you... He turns on William. You, you piece of shit. You got your mama killed, and now you're trying to get everyone here killed. You'd be dealing crack with that son of a bitch Jazz. I know you have. I bet Carlton got the meth from you, didn't he? Uncle Philip, I can explain. You can't explain a goddamn thing to me, you no-good punk-ass bitch. I'm put an end to this. He produces a gun and points it at William's head. Ah, oh, hell no! William launches himself at Uncle Philip. He punches Uncle Philip three times and Uncle Philip falls to the ground. I put a roof over your head, boy, and this is how you repay me? Uncle Philip leaps at William and the wrestle on the floor. Uncle Philip gains the upper hand. William is punched and beaten to within an inch of his life. Uncle Philip grabs a sculpture from a nearby shelf. He holds it over his head. We see the fear in William's eyes and the rage in Philip's. Just as he is about to bring it down to make the kill, a gunshot sounds. Uncle Philip is stunned. He turns to see Geoffrey holding the smoking gun. Django is unchained, yeah? Bitch! Uncle Philip slumps to the floor. So apart right. from Dan being a prima donna, what do you think of my excellent script? Um, I'm really happy I got to ruin something beautiful. And that yeah. don't get to do I'm that every pretty day. sure they basically did that episode, only without the murder at the end. Well, no, I, yeah, I, I had to take... Ex- um, I had to take inspiration from real episodes, but I upgraded the speed to Crystal Meth and um, made him beat the shit out of Carlton because that was quite cathartic. Right. Um, okay. Good. Well, that's it. Was it was actually made annoyingly less problematic by Dan refusing to do a racist <laughs> accent. Yep. And instead doing several racist things. <laughs> well, they were less racist because of the context. Mm, okay. Would you like to do uh, content one or three? Three, please. Three. Okay. I need to log into Audrey. Oh, God. Because. Ouch, ladies. Yes, some terrifying ladies want to come on. Yes. And so have you all seen their terrifying reply so we've had another one as well um so i've been getting in touch with the podcasts that we have mentioned um just to make them listen and get the numbers up i, th- I think dan's uh, description of you as basically being our pimp now uh, mm. is very apt yes yeah definitely so um the friends the one with friends the the friends podcast they are very excited to have you and me on chris um mm. they were less excited to come on and tell dan what an idiot he is Said that he just has a very wrong opinion. I mean, so maybe fact, they could join us and uh, and point out how wrong he is, but they didn't want to take us up on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they said that they'll have us on in September. They'll have us on in September to discuss friends. Yeah. So, so I can't remember what happens in season two. I think they they pick one episode to um, to talk about in each. Yeah. So, um, we'll, but. How does season two episode. begin? Because I want to be on the first episode. Oh well, season one, season two is is it's like there's a there's a cliffhanger, isn't there? Season one into season two. Uh, oh, oh is that when Julie's at the airport? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so we can talk about that and how Julie was actually quite a racist um, character. The character wasn't racist. The character as a well, as she was just. I think you know, the that whole thing about the other characters made. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, but then, then I mean, I I don't remember it that clearly, but um, well, like, instead of actually so they say like welcome to welcome to America, and she says, well, oh, thanks, I'm from New York. Yeah. Um. So, what 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 do you think is wrong with with how they did that? It's just she's Chinese, isn't she? And they're they're all like, oh, he's brought his Vietnam War what bride home with him. I don't think they said that. They didn't say that. It was the undertone, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I don't think that was. A I can't subject. wait for you to bring this up on the podcast. There was there was definitely an undertone of that. Um. No, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, Julie, she was not in it for very long. Um, I don't know how many ep- like four or five episodes. It was well, I don't brief, know. wasn't it? There's no way of knowing, really, is there? So she arrived on the plane. Hmm. Um, Rachel went to meet Ross at the airport, um, and then that he was like in this couple with Julie. They were going to go. They were going to get a cat. Oh, yeah, Rachel right. got really drunk at a um, on a date yeah. with a man. That is a very good episode when she gets very drunk and she borrows the phone from um, another table. Yeah, and she says to phone Ross up to get closure. Says, when when were you under me? Yeah, yeah, that's a good bit. A joke. Yeah, there's a really old computer, isn't there? Chandler oh, has yeah. a laptop, okay. and they write oh, a so list. Is that when on he the meets Janice then? Um. Well, meets her, re-meets her because actually she was on really early on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he because he he breaks up with her. He goes on internet dating, and it turns out it's Janice. Turns out it's Janice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because one of the quite early she she was in there right at the very early on in the episodes because he breaks up with her. Mm. There's that episode where he's bad at breaking up, and um, Phoebe breaks up with her better. Remember that one? I think I'd yeah. like to go on and not actually rewatch the episode that they want to talk just about and just try and no, just, just say just, I just have. Just try and remember it. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think I know friends enough that if they tell me stuff that's happened, I will remember it and I'll be able to key in. Ideally, I'd like to just go on and be able to like reference stuff from other seasons, like um, Ultimate Fireball and stuff. I would like to talk about our theory that tag was the um, the subtext of tag was nine eleven. Yeah, and that that was the only like way they that. could deal with it in the Friends universe. It's the, you know, like mm. a, a terrible tragedy that happened to the Friends worlds was was tag. Yeah, just came in and just destroyed everything they ever held dear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but no, that, so, that's quite exciting. Yeah. They said, like, well, you know, what, what, what would you want? What would you want in from from this? Like, they asked, and it's like, no, no, we just we can we, we just, just want, come and just talk to you? On, just come, come and have a chat about friends. Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, because so our, uh, our idiot friends don't like it, and we do. Yeah. So then I also wrote to the Dutch ladies uh, mm-hmm. from the after dinner podcast, and. I took the time to translate it into Dutch, and then none of them speak Dutch. But it <laughs> are says they, are the they not Dutch? Is, but it, well, I guess not. But it says oh, hang on. I've got, I, it says country Emma, NL. You've, 
Have you well, they might the live in the Netherlands. Do you want it to sit in here? Necessarily speak Dutch. Sure? The Netherlands does have. I'll go back in there so you can use the tea. Sorry, I'm. Chris, I'm, Chris, I'm doing you know you can mute the microphone. Mute, can you? Yeah, you I got a button mute. on the thing that you can press to mute, like on the microphone cable. Yeah. As well as in I thought we were going for a, you know, a more of a candid, gritty world. Well, we uh, tried that, and then Dan ruined it. <laughs> I ruined so many things. I feel really proud of myself today. I kind of think that. All right, so. I think when we try and be professional, it doesn't work. Hmm. So we might as well just so we deliberately try be, amateurish. be amateurish. Yeah. But then that doesn't work either. It's I'm only... back in the kitchen. <laughs> the None of it works, does it? You should have no. said play music again. Hmm. I wonder if maybe we should just start a like, new podcast. You know, What's like when... Um, you know... Um, Kind of like, yeah, like uh, if 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 ground becomes like if you have a farm, and the ground becomes contaminated and use up all the resources, is you just leave, you just mm. go somewhere fresh, just abandon mm. the town. Yeah, you could abandon Two Star Podcast and just go and do a new podcast somewhere else and just just never reference this. No, what would the new podcast be though? Um. Two two apples and a banana. I don't know. Three, we could upgrade three ourselves to watermelon. a three star podcast. Three, yeah. yeah, yeah. We could say actually, we've we've we're we've, better now. We've got we're an better additional than star. star podcast. Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you or think we just, that would just just grind on? I don't know. Just like rebranding. That's the word, isn't it? Rebranding. Yeah. Like new 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 cola. I mean, I do feel like we somehow tricked people into listening to this podcast. I'm not sure we'll get that lucky twice. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Ah, okay, here's an idea. You know how, like, when um, when uh, Tories delete loads of tweets that they realise no longer fit in with their expressed view mm. as their... their, as their Politics just change. You mean like they literally did this morning with the whole "oh, aren't the SNP terrible for the yeah, way yeah. they handled the results?" Exactly, exactly like that. What we do is we go back through and we just delete all of our episodes that are not not great, and so <laughs> we're left we're left with this eclectic mix. Because because so let's is be honest, seven. Let's be honest. Some of our episodes are very good. Mm. Others are a bit hit and miss, highly variable, and some are kind of just just for us, really. Mm. Um, okay, like a greatest hits album. So we we go through and we just remove all of the stuff that's kind of like like album filler stuff, and we're just left with I don't know, buddy partner. Um, <laughs> But do you Buddy think partner, you could be bothered to go through them all? Oh, I don't that's know. the problem, isn't it? Yeah, if you want to do a greatest hits, you've got to listen to all 200 episodes. I feel like when we're asking people to be on our podcast and they go and listen to our podcasts, if they choose a podcast at random, there's like a 50-50 chance that they will want to listen to another one. Yeah. Right? I like those odds. <laughs> if I mean, we get the one where we talk about about 
about potatoes and the uses of potatoes. Yeah, that's that, good on it. That is amazing. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Dan potato, um, mm. and, and then and then Dan's idea for a potato modern pentathlon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the biathlon where you 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 just go, you just do cross country skiing with a big bag of potatoes, and then and then, and then direct mode, the potatoes. potatoes at target. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like me. Yes, I kind of feel that if somebody happened upon that episode, they would think mm. this is an amazing podcast. But either side of it, they would think. What, what is this? What have I stumbled into? Well, that does kind of bring me on to content number three, or number one, whichever one was left over, which is that um, we've had comments on the blog, which I didn't know was a thing. I just assumed it was just spam about buying shit from China. Hmm. Um, I didn't know we had, had a actual, blog. Well, the, well, the, the website, website where we yeah where we post the episodes. Historically, right. it's a blog. So we've had actually um, like proper responses to things that we've talked about. But I didn't even know that that was a thing. So some of them are quite old. So do you remember when we talked about uh, gangsters' wives? I think you know that I do not. I wasn't really I talking to you. I, I, I made that assumption. <laughs> um, but obviously people have then searched for this man, uh, I've forgotten the mic's name, Mike Massino. Uh, and they've they've listened and responded, so right. we've had so going back to episode one four six gangsters wives, um, people have have listened to this and we've had three comments on the subject. So um, Martin Hanscom uh, said, and granted this was October the eighth, twenty eighteen, so we are coming to this slightly late, uh, but he says <laughs> he's still he, waiting for a response. Assume <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he said, incredibly stupid movie idea from an incredibly sick, delusional idiot with a stupid fake stage name. He has spent the better part of 20 years pretending he's a gangster and movie mogul. No film called Gangster's Wise will ever be made. I would love to get on your show and poke fun at Mike Messino. I have endless material. So I'd oh, love yes. to have yes, Martin Hanscom on. Yeah, how do we get in contact with him? <laughs> well, I think this is the only way I can, we can. So when this episode goes out, I'll reply to his comment and say... Nearly two years later, yeah, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> so sorry, sorry for sorry for the delay. Yeah. Reply. <laughs> sorry, but yeah. nobody, nobody except for Adam ever actually looked to see yeah. if there were any comments. But this then, does, this does, have any um, that. This does tie into um, what was that nice lady that spoke to us the other day? Alice. Alice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she said about it, it's very difficult to get a whole in touch with podcasts. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. well, no, because it wasn't difficult for them to get in touch. It's just they, it was very difficult to get us to acknowledge that they had done so. But we, what we could do is we could have Martin Hanscom on, and then on the opposite side of the debating table, we could have Natalie Greenberg, who on November the thirteenth, no, twenty eighteen, replied saying, "More lies and envy. Get a job, asshole." Mike is owner of three companies. You post in false name, of course you're the loser. What? And, I mean, it's well established you can't just set up a company. No, like, exactly. You can't, having three companies, this has, you have to be a serious person. So, okay. So it turns into like a like a Radio 5 phone-in. Yeah. 
We've just got two two diametrically opposed views, and they yeah. just shout at each other. I'd like that. Yeah. But unfortunately, the third comment on that same post left on December the 6th, 2019, so over a year later, from is from Anonymous. Uh, anonymous. I don't know if that's the hacker group or just he didn't <laughs> want to leave his name. Right. Um, but he didn't, he uh, said, probably one of the dumbest movie producers of all time. No film hasn't been made from this guy. I remember him quite well. He ripped off quite a number of people just to fund his film. Very strange guy. He used to work at a barbershop. Very stupid as well. Oh. So he has made a film then? Well, I don't know. Well, he ripped off people to make his Or do you just steal the money and I mean, run? Rip people off. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to have made the film. <sighs> so I wonder what's, uh, if Gangster's Wives has gone into production yet. <laughs> we checked IMDb. Yeah, let's have a look. I mean, it was really terrific uh, premise from what I remember, which is nothing. Because it was two years ago. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I hope those listeners have enjoyed their <laughs> acknowledgement. Big shout out to those yeah. listeners. Uh, so, yeah, Martin Hanscom, Natalie Greenberg, and Anonymous. Thanks for listening to episode 146. So, then the next um, episode, so none of the other episodes um, quite got that sort of. Um, that, that was our real traction. Level of traction, yeah. Right, okay. Um, but I mean, we have had some spam. Oh, uh, Reese Hewitt in episode forty-two defended Barry Chuckle um, because we called him a racist. Did but, we? Well, um, he wasn't, was he? You got it wrong. Well, he he shared a, a Britain First um, post. Mm, that is unfortunate. Which is that's quite racist, isn't it? Um, and we've had a couple of spam ones, like one that says, this site truly has all of the information I wanted about this subject and didn't know who to ask. And that was left on Dungeons and Dickheads Season 2 Part 1. <laughs> so, I mean, you probably wouldn't know who to ask about that, would you? But then, these are exciting ones. So I'll read you the most recent one first, but the next one is going to blow Chris's mind. So this one was left on episode 47, Fuck Bees. And this is from Justin Schiffler. He left this uh, this year on the 3rd of May. So <laughs> Hang on, so recent. episode 47, how... That, so that's five years That ago? was from 2016, yeah. He's gone back yeah. through the back catalogue. Yeah. Um, but on that episode, I got very angry about bees and just said fuck them and that they're stupid. And I yeah. pointed out that all they do is puke up honey, or someone said that that's how they make honey. Justin I... Schiffler has, is not happy about this, and he said, honey is not bee vomit. They have a chamber in front of their stomachs called the honey crop, where they carry water and nectar. It has no digestive bile in the crop, so honey is not bee vomit, even though it's a funny gift and idea. They do add beneficial enzymes to the nectar. They dehydrate plant and tree nectar down about tenfold to 18% moisture or less, then cap off the cell with wax, and it will stay good forever sealed. It might crystallise. Raw, real honey will crystallise the fastest. Some nectar sources crystallise faster than others. From your friends at Hattrick Honey, USA, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So I I searched for Hattrick Honey. And they've got a Facebook page. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to create a fake Facebook account, and I'm going to go on there and call them bee fuckers. And... <laughs> 
Tell him shut the fuck up with your bee apologist bullshit because bees are cunts. I, I, I kind of have a follow up question about him saying it's not, it's not bee vomit. Yeah. So, um, some years ago, maybe I don't know, four years ago, uh, I got a little bit overexcited in Guildford at Weatherspoons, and I ordered some. <laughs> Tequila. This story. <laughs> I and, could hear this story a hundred times and it would never fail so, to delight me. <laughs> so I drank my tequila shot and very quickly my body just said, nope. And I, I was almost instantly just, just sick on the floor at the bar. But, but only really the tequila came up. None of the kind of, I didn't guess four or five pints that I'd already had arrived with it. So, so you're saying that's your honey? I'm <laughs> saying, well, well you... okay. I'm saying that maybe is my honey and also that that wasn't my vomit. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, so logic. Like, like the argument, like now I know what I know from Justin Schiffer, had a bouncer seen me and said, you have vomited on the floor. Yeah, I could say actually no because but technically, technically that was from no, because because that 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 just that just went down a little bit, mm. it, and and there is no there is no stomach bile yeah. in it. You it's dehydrated tequila. the tequila to about eighteen percent moisture. <laughs> but yeah, well, so so could I? Is that a valid argument? You can't throw me out because that's not sick. That's just, mm. just just tequila that I've regurgitated. Not sick. Yeah. Why don't you go on Facebook and ask the bee fuckers? Well, I mean, I. I mean, really, you need to be asking bouncers rather than be experts. It's a technicality. Okay, there like, aren't maybe any like a three-second rule. If you if you drink something well, and true. and then and then it your body rejects it within three seconds. Well, hang on a minute. That, the three-second rule means seconds. you can drink it again. <laughs> yeah, it was on the floor. I don't and, like yeah. that. No, no, <laughs> I don't no. Like that rule. Like, so if it goes in me for less yeah. than for less than five seconds, and and then it, it disappears again from my mouth, that's not sick or vomit. It didn't get far enough down, right? Yeah. But also, if it then goes on the floor and it's there for less than five seconds, I could have it again. Just for a straw. Just for a straw. Gonna have a straw. Yeah. My tequila has ended up on on the floor by your bar. I once in a Wetherspoons drank a jug of uh, Long Island iced tea that had loads of ice in it, and then my body did a similar <laughs> thing to you, Chris. Just said, "No, that's a, it's it's a stupid idea." Well, I'm not having it. It's too and, cold. And I went to the toilet and puked it back up, but because I of the ice, I, I it, think it I came saw out that. really cold. Because <laughs> 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 it was in Godalming Wetherspoons. Yep. Yeah, I saw that's it. Right. Yeah, it was nice. it all back up. Loads of ice and everything, and it was cold. But because of the, the way cold sort of numbs flavour, it didn't taste like sick. It just tasted like Long Island iced tea. So I, just, I had that drink twice. It was fine. That was it. My one of my most lovely Everest six was um, when I'd eaten. You used to like with with um, when you used to get the bus into Guildford. They used to have like on the back of it a voucher for Burger King. Like buy one get one free on um, oh yeah, XL yeah, bacon yeah. double cheeseburgers something like that. Yeah, and nobody so, ever used one. Well, I did, I all you, the time. I did. Right, and I'd I'd had a lot of them, 
and after drinking a lot of beer and I went home and I was fine until I lay down and shut my eyes and then then my body thought, no, this, this oh, is no, really you, bad. No, you can't shut your eyes. That's a really mistake. Yeah. You have to um, keep your eyes open forever. And so then I was then I was sick, but it was it was really lovely because it was all just this soft mass. It it didn't challenge me in any way. Mm. It wasn't like it wasn't very acidy because of all the the bread and the meat and the cheese. And it was just because it was Burger King. It was it was almost a paste when it went in. So, hmm. if I had to recommend a sick to someone, I would recommend eating probably four, um, okay. <laughs> probably four big burgers from. Well, from maybe sick as well. well. On a related note, spicy sick is definitely not not nice. This yeah. sounds like we're going back to your evening in the park with three bottles of wine and a curry, you want, Daniel. You want good, good, I good British too- bland sick, don't you? If you're I wish be I had sick, been sick because I just have meat and two veg. You wish you had been sick on that night. <laughs> oh, that's really no, kinky, I'm... Dan. You are <laughs> so kinky. I believe she was into it. Um... Run before you can walk, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, mostly just for hangover avoidance. I, I had an awful hangover afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, you're not. Maybe it was a sex hangover. Maybe. Maybe you Maybe. smoked out too much uh, moisture and dehydrated yourself. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so, but anything's possible. Mm-hmm. So who can remember episode 180, Get on the Groovy Train? Nope. From the oh. uh, start of this year. January 28. I... I... This was only mostly horrible. Yeah, it was, it was quite pleasant then. I think we hadn't even started being glib about coronavirus yet. I don't think it was quite on our radar. Were we planning our trip to Dan's house? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in which our heroes, Queer Eye Daniel, Adam falls through a window, Daniel runs through one, Chris fails dry January again, and Graham shits himself. Or does he? Yes. That's when I had my my judges ruling on whether I'd shit myself or not. Turned out I hadn't. Um, Dan was going to go to a protest and do a riot, run into a window. <laughs> Good. Um, but on that episode, we apparently talked about toilet twinning. Now, I imagine it was related to something to do with my toilet having to be twinned with African one because I've only got one or something. <laughs> I guess. That, that, that I don't sounds, know. That sounds like exactly the kind of thing I would say. Yeah, I've my toilet is twinned with uh, a toilet in Burundi, um, and yeah. actually, people that are really in in, in toilet poverty are, are the, the the great unwashed of the north of England. Yeah, actually, a thing: protect vulnerable communities uh, by twinning your toilet with them. So yeah, you're yeah, saying so I've that done that. Somebody so should twin, twin with my toilet. Well, I know anyway. you know, so we could build an extra toilet for you. Oh right, okay. So that well, was the idea: is that, okay. that, that we we should try and get some funding um, because of your your toilet poverty. Okay, well, that was that was Sarin our, that was, from yeah. toilettwinning.org has been on, and she says there's a serious misunderstanding of how toilet twinning works, but enjoyed <laughs> the mention and grateful for the twinning. Hope the squits are over now. <laughs> it's... Can you imagine like being employed as like a like a PR person yeah. doing searches <laughs> and seeing that seeing that 
your, no, we've your been mentioned on the podcast. We mentioned. <laughs> well, listen to us. And you're obviously going to tag this. I mean, Dan won't, so Adam can go back and tag it properly. Maybe, maybe I'll and then, edit this episode and I'll cut out and then, all of Dan's parts and re-record them myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then having to go back again and thinking they mention mm. us again, and it's just us mm. talking about their quote. Yeah. Oh I, God. I mean, well, I guess we could spend some of that sweet, sweet Patreon money on toilet twinning because mm. we now have got actual uh, patrons to shout out to. And I'd, I'd like to say, um, Whatever. I don't think you got our consent to um, set up the Patreon. Did you? Okay, that's you fine. I'll keep it. the money then. Legal says it's fine, Chris. He owns you anyway. Right. Uh, okay. Well, I said I was going to do it, and I started doing it while we were recording a podcast. And, and nobody just took me. you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you assumed I wasn't going to. So Graham will never follow through with this. It's too much hassle. I yeah. did, and it's paid off. And now I'm wondering how on Patreon you go about um, invoicing for back payments for the last six years. Because... <laughs> I mean, it's only because I didn't know how Patreon worked that we didn't do this. But it turns out if we'd done it sooner, we could have been rolling in it. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, so so do, do we want to do a big dramatic drum roll and, and say how how much... Yeah, Patreon... Adam's got a sound effect of some drums. Have I? Yeah. <laughs> Not the EastEnders one again. Uh, yeah. Only the EastEnders. Just play yeah. random... random... <laughs> So we can now shout out to our listener, David from Birmingham, who we love very much, but not as much as James from, where do we decide it was in the end? Was it Crawley? I don't want to have to open up one night. Oh, good point. It might have moved. Right. Yes, you're right. I do need to get back on 192.com. He might might be paying that as hush money so we don't see where he lives. (laughs) Maybe. I mean... Presumably, but, I'm going to get access to his bank account details or something. Subscribe to um, Patreon, or we will dox you. Oh, so we we're blackmailing him? I hadn't even thought <laughs> yeah, about it like that. I'm not sure that's a sensible business model for us to adopt. No, especially because they have to come to you. <laughs> okay, well, everyone can go on our Patreon, which is patreon.com, I assume, slash two-star podcast or something, and... Um, Pay us some money, or we'll give out all your private details on on a future episode. I mean, can I can I make a request that people don't pay us money because uh, no, because um, no, uh, Christian from Scotland will take you at your word, and he won't give us any money. Yeah, but I don't I don't think people should pay for this. No, I think they should. I think if we have costs free, to cover. Fine. We could use the money to improve ourselves. No, we could just <laughs> not spend as much gonna, of our own money on hosting. With- what are we going to do with three quid? How are we going to improve ourselves with three quid? Three quid at a time, Chris. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you, you've got to, you, you lose a quid when you take the money out. So we're down to two quid. So it's 50p each. <laughs> How are we going to I improve mean, ourselves? I, I, no, because we'll just leave it in there for a year and we'll only have to pay once. Yeah, it's like when you find a cash machine where it charges you a fiver to withdraw money. Yes, yeah, so you, so you have to take, take out 800 pounds. <laughs> is, is this our retirement plan? <laughs> Yes. Well, I haven't got one otherwise, so yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? So 
thanks hugely to those listeners who uh, who decided to give us some money. I'm humbled by it. Um, I, like Chris, don't think we deserve it, but also I'm not going to say no to it. Um, Chris doesn't want any money. That's fine. He doesn't get any of it. Just split it three ways instead. Mm. Fine by me. Sounds good. I don't think so, Dan deserves any. No, that's a good point. Okay, split it two ways. <laughs> I point out that as the legal department, it gets split one way and goes to me, and then I distribute it to whichever of you fucks I feel like. Mm. The legal department, you're it's, not finance. It's going to go into my PayPal account, so maybe I'll just keep mm. all of it. But what you could do, after 10 months, you could use it to um, pay to go do an online home learning diploma course like I am. Mm. Are you doing an online home learning diploma course? I certainly am. You you That's have come you know, crammed full with content today. I know. I mean, you know how the podcast podcasting council of Great Britain feels about self improvement, Graham. This is a big yeah. risk. Well, I mean, arguably, it's not going to improve me in any way. Okay, so, in that case, we're safe. Oh, that's what all right then. Again? Cryptozoology. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why? I, because it was are, £29. Are you really doing an online course in cryptozoology? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was 29 quid. I saw an advert on Facebook and thought, that'd be quite a funny thing to do a diploma in. So I've already passed module one, 100%, the introduction. I've got a distinction right. on that. And I'm about to start module two, which is about the Loch Ness Monster. So so in module one, is it just that you have to you have to tick the boxes that say you believe in things that don't exist. No, because it's... Module 1 is paying £29. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's normally 150 So, so, mo- so module 1... To. Module 1 is just... <laughs> module right. 1 is just, just paying them money. No, I had to read the introduction. I had to answer questions on the introduction to prove right. that I had... Um... Paid attention. Yeah. So okay. let me just log in to centreofexcellence.com, which sounds very legitimate. Uh, second... biz. Yeah, it's .com, so it's fine. Uh, my second history when I typed that in was um, Centre of Excellence Diploma Validity. Uh, you'll be pleased to know it's uh, not recognised by anybody at any point. Um, but... Oh, I don't know how to log into this fucking website now. Oh, there we go. Log in. <laughs> My internet's going very slowly. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I had to answer questions. I had to say, I had to give examples of six different types or four or something different types of cryptids. That's what they, they don't call them monsters anymore. In the uh, 1980s, they decided to start calling them cryptids instead because it's uh, less less ludicrous, I suppose. Uh, and it gives an air of um, legitimacy to the study. Okay, but you did say that your next your next module is on the Loch Ness monster, yeah, <laughs> not the Loch Ness cryptid. <laughs> I assume it's just going to be um, reading old things about it. So, right. I don't know if this is um, promoting plagiarism, but I can read out my answers to the module one assessment questions. Well, hang on, hang on. Maybe you could mark us. Maybe you could ask us the same questions. Maybe idea. you could give us a diploma on the same subject. I could give you a diploma in my cryptozoology diploma. You you could cascade the training effectively. Yeah, yeah. I could, so I if could we answer enough it. questions right, based on yeah. the... you've got to be able to like, sublet a diploma, right? I don't see why you shouldn't. Yeah, but you you just you just 
give us the you just set yourself up as an online learning hub okay well let's see if you crazy guys can pass module one right so okay. the grade needed is 60 percent. i got 100 percent. right okay. it's been marked yeah. and everything so what is the etymology of the word cryptozoology and what does it mean two points um it means um creatures that do not exist no, it incorrect. means the study of it means the study, study of zoos of... also based in in graveyards <laughs> yeah. it, correct it is uh, deceased animals no it's derived from the greek kryptos meaning hidden and zoology referring to the study of animals i got two points so basically it's studying animals while hidden exactly not that don't exist but they're hit they're hiding no no while you're hiding doing oh hiding. i see yes uh when was the word cryptozoology first used and who coined it who uh, in coined the it no, it was H.P. Uh, Lovecraft in 1642. No, it it was uh, it, it was Annika Rice in 1994. No, no points for any of you. I got two points because I said the word cryptozoology was first used in the 1940s in the works of biologist Ivan T. Sanderson and zoologist Bernard Huvelmans. Oh, okay. Why do we say cryptid rather than monster? And when was it first used? Well, you've told us the answer that already. Well, we don't know when it was first used. We say cryptid well, so that people will take us seriously. Because it sounds like a serious study of academics. Exactly, instead of a load of old shit. Yeah. Uh, the term cryptid was introduced by J.E. Wall in the International Society of Cryptozoology Newsletter in 1983. Hang, the on, Russian... hang on, hang on, hang on. So, <laughs> he introduced the term cryptid. Yeah. In the International Journal of Cryptozoology. Yeah. Up until then, they just called them monsters. But they called the study of the monsters cryptozoology. Yeah. And it hadn't occurred to anybody. Hidden animals. And then they decided, let's stop calling these hidden animals monsters and call them cryptids instead, which means hiddids. Okay. Uh, What is the nature of cryptozoologist studies and define four types of creatures that this includes? I mean, Ooh. I feel like that's already covered by defining the word cryptozoology. Wow. So the nature is to is the study of cryptids. Yeah. yeah. So is it imaginary, but... fictitious, um, made up, and <laughs> dream creatures? Okay, so I, I, I'm starting to take this seriously you've now. Got, you've, got, <laughs> you've got Bigfoot, and you've got Nessie, well, and you've they so, are specific so cryptids and not types of... Oh, okay. just specific ones. So you could say... No, oh, later no, I'll no, ask you no, about no, specific no, ones, but these no, are just types. asking for types, yeah. So, so, so kind of humanoid ones, like um, like the Yeti and Bigfoot, stuff like that. I, you've got hybrid animals like uh, Chupacabra, um, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, you've got Ancient no. ancient dinosaur animals like yeah. the Loch Ness cryptid. Yeah, so I said I, I covered that one. No, I I got, sexy, <laughs> ugly, aquatic, and sexy aquatic. Maybe wait, and wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke I wanted to make. Yeah, good joke. Uh, so I put creatures believed to be long extinct but have somehow survived, albeit yeah. in reduced dinosaur numbers. Ones. Uh, yeah. Creatures which have evolved in a similar manner to recognised species, such as Bigfoot or Orang Pendek. 
supernatural beings unrelated to recognised species and of indeterminate origin, such as the Snallygaster. <laughs> well, I okay. say real one, so, but obviously none of them are real. Make a note, Snallygaster. <laughs> Snallygaster's a good one, yeah. Uh, that's from, I think, uh, Washington in America, I think. Um, right. I think you used to uh, go around and pull down people's pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I mean, sounds like he would do that, doesn't it? It's not a Snallygaster. I think uh, Snally comes from something in German, and so does Gaster, probably. Okay. That's as much as I remember from the from module one. And creatures of extraterrestrial origin, aliens which continue to live and breed on Earth. I got full marks for that. Right. So, so number one... three yeah. is like ghosts, yeah? Supernatural. Uh, yeah. Ghosts, Ghosts right. aliens, not quite humans, and dinosaurs. I heard that uh, Polish ghosts have gone on strike. Uh, because of coronavirus? They've, no, no, they, they've communicated yeah, through a psychic that because people don't believe in them, they are yeah. going to go on strike and stop haunting them. <laughs> well, that's not going to convince, any, convince anybody, <laughs> is it? Idiots. Yeah. What is one of the main reasons that cryptozoology is considered a pseudoscience? <laughs> because it's a pseudoscience. <laughs> it's fucking nonsense, exactly. Right. Oh, wow. So what did you say? Because people don't believe I us. said... There's absolutely no evidence supports any of the claims. Just because I'm studying cryptozoology doesn't mean I believe in it. <laughs> I could right. study theology and it wouldn't mean that I thought God was real. So you're effectively studying metacryptozoology. No, I'm, st- I'm studying cryptozoology itself. I'm not, I'm not doing a... That's what um, I mean, metacryptozoology. Well, no, I'm not doing a diploma in cryptids. I'm doing it in, in the study of them. So Yes. Isn't, well, that's not meta. Yeah, it is. Because right. you're, instead of studying cryptids, you're studying cryptozoology. Yeah. Well, I'm studying the practice of studying Yes, exactly. Metacryptozoology. Meta, it? it is. Only if I study them as well. No, I so, think Dan is um, really trying to stretch the definition, yeah. which is is kind of why really not words. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, you'll enjoy this one. List five other attributes that are important for those hoping to succeed as cryptozoologists. Oh, hang on. Did you like what was your actual answer for why why is it a pseudoscience? Uh, I would put um, lack of scientific background of many of its practitioners. And it doesn't require any academic qualifications to study. <laughs> they, they still gave you four marks. Now I've started doing one. <laughs> they still give you four marks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They aren't cryptozoologists. They're just a, an online learning okay, so resource. How many? How many? So five attributes important for those hoping to succeed as cryptozoologists. Oh, oh. Um, so, uh, I, I want to. <laughs> An, an open mind. Yes, I an put op- an open mind, by um, which I mean a lack of critical thinking. A- <laughs> <laughs> you don't have Some to form pay. of substance abuse habits, I feel, is important. Um, um, a time? Ba- uh, poor camera skills. Yeah, bad yeah that would be helpful. Better be bad at photography. I put... Attention to detail. Cryptozoologists <laughs> should be able to consider all available information and be prepared to look beneath the surface. 
a level of scepticism. It's important not to rush to conclusions regarding the existence of cryptids without first considering the veracity of sightings and reports. <laughs> they gave me a point for that, so they didn't think that this fucker's trying to bring us down from the inside with his logic. Uh, tenacity. Brian, you're just probably on another hit list now. Good. I paid to be on it. It's fine. As okay. cryptozoology is regarded as pseudoscience, those studying it must appreciate they may be open to dismissal and ridicule. It is important to continue the study of the field despite this in order to be successful. Four, patience. There are many thousands of reports of sightings of cryptids throughout the centuries. Studying the field thoroughly will take many hundreds of hours of reading and investigation. And finally, like you say, Chris, a lack of critical thinking or an open mind. While the sceptics may rule out sightings as tricks of the mind or confirmation bias, the successful cryptozoologist will remain open to the possibility there are indeed cryptids out there. So, the thing that really strikes me, Graham, is that I think this is probably the most seriously you've taken any kind of education... Yep. Um, <laughs> yet it's in the it's in a completely like bogus bogus field and by a well, bogus educational organization correct a I'm, controversial field i'm i'm kind of thinking back to to our days in physics a level hmm. where you drew pictures of mclaren cars with wheels that had fallen off yep um and um also to to DT like the the one yeah. we first when we first spoke you were on the desk next to me and we were doing project research and your project research was getting bits of wood putting mm-hmm. them in a vice and hitting them with a hammer until they snapped yeah <laughs> that sounds about right yes and i kind of think had you applied yourself yeah. with the same kind of enthusiasm to your physics a level rather than yeah cryptozoology studies like a, a lifetime away from that yeah. you could be a physicist now well, you could then, be on the telly with Dara O'Brien and um, and uh, Brian Cox couldn't you yeah but I don't want to because no, stars if, are boring if I had been doing an A-level in something useful and relevant like cryptozoology instead of boring stupid physics which is yeah. too hard and they don't tell you it's all maths it's then, lots of maths, isn't it? Exactly. They didn't tell me that. If I'd known it was all maths, I wouldn't have done it. I'd have uh, done cryptozoology instead. Did you Literally you no maths in that. Did you think <laughs> he was hitting bits of wood with a hammer? I thought it might be. You know, he's busy, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last one. Name me six famous cryptids. Oh. And, and I don't you think can we go for the obvious that. ones if you want, but... So, Nessie, uh, Big Boring... Birds. Bigfoot, I've got, yeah, I've got Yeti as well. Uh, Donald Trump was the one that pulls down your pants. The Snallygaster. <laughs> uh, Chupacabra. Um, I'll shoot your cabra. Uh, Wendigo. Uh, how many was that? Five? Five, I think. What about yeah. the uh, Beast of Bodmin Moor? Well, that wasn't covered in the introduction module. Right. I assume that's when you get into the more advanced stuff. But isn't the Beast of Bobbin more just like a character? Like, it's just a... The, 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 the premise behind it is it's just a, a big cat that somehow found its way out there, rather than like, what a, actual cryptid. What about the hairy hand well, it, of Dartmoor? Mm, um, wild cat, alien 
big cats they call them, they are technically types of cryptids as well because frequently you can't prove that they actually are out roaming the countryside, but it's That's probable that they are. <laughs> there was um, in in the Bridport News. There was a report uh, that somebody had seen a lion in Netherbury. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out it was just a big ginger cat. <laughs> but the police had to respond to more than one report of a lion. Okay, so, yeah, Nessie, Yeti, would you be allowed Yeti and Bigfoot separately? I was. No. Oh, they okay. are two separate cryptids. Yeah. So, uh, for your final one, you could have had any of these three that I mentioned. Uh, Orang Pendek. Mapinguari or Megalodon Shark. Okay. And what there's, about there's um, the thousands Kraken? More. Kraken would be one, yeah, you could have that. Godzilla? Well, Godzilla Ooh, is a fictional character from a film. Predator? Right. Uh, similar <laughs> problem. Michael Caine? Michael Caine is also a fictional character from a film. Okay. And also a human. Yes. So how many I modules mean, are there on this this course? No. As many as you're willing to pay for. Oh, well, I've paid for all of them now. I can do all of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to start. Um, I'll tell you what the modules are. Uh, module two is Loch Ness Monstra. Module three is the Kraken and the other sea monsters. Module four is Giant Anacondas of South America. Five is Legend of Bigfoot. Six is the Yeti. Uh, seven is El Chupacabra. Module what eight is, is Thunderbird. Because Adam said it loads. Ones, uh, it's like a creature, like a sort of um, slightly demonic, like half goat, half something creature that goes around uh, killing farm animals and attacking people occasionally. Chris, have you been getting out at night again? No, nowhere near as fun as a Snallygaster, is it? No. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Thunderbirds, Mothman, and final module 10, the future of cryptozoology. Mothman? Mothman, yeah. Yep. That's a recent Not one. Not No, that's also from Godzilla. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I'm genuinely interested to know how this course unfolds. Well, I think I just I read some stuff and then I get marks on it and then they send me a. Well, no, they do check. Well, (laughs) they say they check for copying and pasting and plagiarism. I could probably get away with it because I've given them some money. I mean, in lots of ways, your your answers are a little bit like um, honey to the bee, aren't they? Is you you take it into your mind, yeah, and then you regurgitate. Remove all the moisture. But there's no there's no stomach bile in your answers, so it's not your vomit. It's, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Be. yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, this, this sounds great. I I think that we should save up our Patreon money, and whenever we get that magic figure of thirty one pounds saved up, hmm. you withdraw thirty and do another course. It's a good idea. We could do it all together. Mm. We could do neuro linguistic programming. That sounds mm. like it could be fun. That that yeah, sounds not. almost like real science. It's great for um It is almost you, uh, like a real science. It, it's almost like a real science in that it's very popular with pickup artists. Yes. It's not yeah. It's a it's an extension of real psychology uh that lead that goes into full on shittery very quickly. 
Mm. I think I think there's there's certain bits of it that are valid and certain. Yeah, there's certain bits of it that are that I've, an extension of genuine psychology. I've uh, I've done. I mean, a lot of psychology has been disproven as being utter bullshit, hasn't it? Mm. Mm. I mean, this this place it's a lot like cryptozoology, yeah. anyways. It has um, cryptozoology of the mind. Yes, um, yeah. It, it has uh, some like, more sensible uh, diplomas as well. I say diplomas, just bits you can read, and then they give you a little certificate. Uh, and they do stuff like CBT and uh, psychology and stuff. Um, I just thought cryptozoology was probably the funniest one of them to uh, have a diploma in. <laughs> So, uh, and it's something that I find quite interesting anyway. So, I thought, why not? Yeah, uh, well, they do well have, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, you, you are actually kind of bettering yourself in a sort of well, get, slightly uh, ironic do way. Get, uh, <laughs> uh, do you get a diploma in the post? Uh, not ironic, I sarcastic. No, I think so. You're improving I yourself sh- in a sarcastic way. Yes. Maybe they send me a PDF I can print out. I don't know. But God damn it, I will print one out. I mean, I could make my own. I mean, that's yeah, it. will be about as well recognised as the one you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going on my CV because they never check these things. No, and I mean, it's not like I'm doing one in a relevant field that they would check out and say this is horseshit. You just bought it online. They would see that I had done a diploma in cryptozoology and maybe say, "Why the Why? fuck would you do that?" And then it's a talking point, isn't it? And they'll remember me. Hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of plumping out your um uh, your personal statement, isn't it? At the bottom, it's giving me a mm. personality, isn't it? I'm a qualified and, uh, cryptozoologist, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> which doesn't need any kind of academic uh, qualification to to be allowed to study one. Yeah, but um, it does mean I can learn how to summon a snallygaster and set it on them. Good. Yes. I mean that's that is excellent. Hmm. Well, well done. Thanks. Um, I'm aware that we didn't really finish talking about your potential collaborations. We mentioned the the Dutch girls, and then oh, yeah. we went off on a tangent. Oh yeah. So they replied and frightened me because they said um, we actually speak German, English, and Spanish. Uh, so there's a stupid fun fact for you. They heard our episode. To be honest, not all of it, because they were on our, on their way to get drunk in a park. So straight away, they'll be friends with Dan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, collabing could be cool. Although you should know, we only come in pairs, so you get two of us. Not the full orgy, but good enough. Yes. Fair? I think that's fair. I, I, maybe maybe yeah. they've realised that, that four is the maximum kind of mm. number. So we need to boot two of us off for one episode. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Well, I, I think it's like a double date, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, yeah. 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 And it says, well, I figure if, since well, we... I'm not going anywhere near the Friends episode, I can do the Dutch episode. Okay. And it says, if it goes yeah, well, we can do one on, on. on our... Yeah, I don't know if we want to leave uh, Dan alone with two <laughs> uh, terrifying young ladies. I mean, the worst that happens is I'll be smug again. Hmm. Uh and it says we can then, if it goes well, we could join them on their side one time. Although, be warned, we chug water or beer every episode. I don't really understand that. Chugging like, water? Chug it, like, is, is that something you need to be warned about? 
don't know. I mean, it is if they like just every now and then there's just like a call and everyone has to like down a pint, stick it on the head. Yeah. I mean, that's... Like Centurions. Yeah. Hey, we should play Centurions one podcast. No. no. Yeah. Yeah, we I, should definitely do yeah, that. I will not and cannot, not after university. Yeah, and you'll play Centurions that... with us, won't you? Increasingly, yeah. there are creative differences and tensions with the four of us. <laughs> is that, that me and Graham are definitely up for us? I have <laughs> deep scarring around this particular issue and right. will not be repeating it. Okay. Like, imagine if 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 we said, "I know, I think we should next episode we should just drink lots of aftershock." We should do centurions with aftershock. <laughs> Well, that's a hospital visit waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or we could Centurion Dragon Soup. Oh, God. I heard of that's a thing a- um, the other day, uh, which is called Purple Dank. And oh. apparently it is energy drink mixed with Cocodamol. And that's what all the young hoodlums oh. are doing now. Is, I believe it is Drank. Not dank, purple dank. Purple drank. I believe it is drank. That sounds yeah. like a way to give yourself a headache. Yeah, I mean, I think if you did it with dragon soup, it'd, it'd be yeah. an alcoholic energy Counteract. drink with cocodamol and yeah. Yeah, I think you'd probably die. So the um, the four we called them Spanish men. Uh, it turns out they're actually they Portuguese, Portuguese. So maybe yes. they won't reply because that's a racist thing to say. Um, so I was very apologetic after I sent them a message in Spanish. They haven't replied yet. Someone but... replied called Tom. Yeah. That's from... about um, the crew, the behind... behind the crew door. So I said to him, hello from England. I thought you might like to know that we gave you a shout out on episode 200 of our podcast. Would love to know if our assessment of what goes on behind the crew door is accurate, which I said was broadly fucking. <laughs> he said, it's pretty accurate, to be honest. <laughs> The, the crew door of what? Cruise ships. Cruise, cruise ships. I mean, I, I remember that. that episode, but yeah, yeah. yeah we were two hours in. Drink at that point. Yeah. In, on episode yeah. two. Christian's fault. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I've done uh, all of my content now. Who, I guess episode two hundred, just for reference. Does anybody else so, have any content they'd like to do? I don't uh, know anymore. I feel like after nearly an hour and a half, I think that's probably enough content for anybody. I did want to audition to be on the Dutch podcast with my with my Dutch accent. They don't have Dutch accents. But they might like Dutch accents. I mean, well, they're probably okay. less offensive than if they were Dutch. I mean, the Dutch yeah. people have actively forgotten how to speak Dutch. Do you really think well, they're going to like? Don't know no, 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 Dan. They so I think they they live in the Netherlands, but they are not Dutch. Or at least their, their podcast is, is specified as being in the Netherlands, which suggests they're Dutch they people who hate Dutch in, so much that they don't. No, 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 no. I think they, they chug so much beer that they forgot the all of the Dutch. Yes, but they are not Dutch themselves. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, well, it, yeah, ridiculous. it makes loads of sense. No, there's no. lots of universities no. in the Netherlands that uh, the know. syllabus is taught in English. The Dutch don't well, have universities, Chris. Yeah, that's got a point. They have Hugenstraten instead. I don't know if you've got a point anymore. There's a there was a good survey done that uh, when Germans were a little bit drunk, they could speak Dutch better than when they were sober. 
because there's more kind of slurring and spittiness. Maybe when these particles are really drunk, they'll have that state-dependent memory. And um, I would imagine the same would apply to us speaking Welsh. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think Welsh is just so bonkers that it wouldn't. Maybe you could get a diploma in Wales, Welsh after cryptozoology. I wouldn't be interested in that. But but I think you need the things you need to do need to be kind of fundamentally pointless. And learning mm. Welsh is, is one of them. Well, I don't mind doing pointless things if I'm interested in it. Right. Okay. You're going to feel like a right fucking idiot when I'm the first one to capture a live Bigfoot. <laughs> in the rhubarb triangle. <laughs> yeah. Or a leaf. Yeah. I think we've petered out, haven't we? Yeah. Well, um, I, I'll, I'll play us out then, um, and uh, we can do this again next week. We could we yeah. could cut out all of the low tempo stuff, couldn't we? Well, that's up that's up to the editor and some of the typing as well, probably. Mm. Once it's not me. <laughs> <laughs>